We're back. Woo! I don't have the fucking energy today, my friend. We're not starting out with any sing-alongs today. Well, you sound pretty high spirits. Man, eh, well, I don't know. <laughs> this is, well, this is had me a, low energy. <laughs> you've had a week's break because you decided you were too busy last week to, to yeah, do anything that, about Yeah, I don't know it. how that happened. Yeah, so I'm running three fucking shows. I got a wife and a kid, but yeah, Max I'm, is too busy. I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> I got things. <laughs> What were you busy with? Who can? What the hell was that? Did you hear that? I heard that too, but I don't it sounded know like what it a was. cymbal crash sound effect. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm incorporating sound effects now. <laughs> you know, like those old radio DJs. Yeah, that's cool. You say something funny. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying like an old timey radio, like a mystery radio serial where there's like oh, yeah. fully work going on. Yeah, either way, either way, we could do it either way. You but know, I, I think I've got a lot of uh, drum rolls and. You know, uh, but um, tishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one time at uh, at Midsummer Scream, the Halloween horror haunt convention in Long Beach, I think uh-huh. it was the first year of it. Uh, I tucked into a, a little room one once there, just kind of wandering around by myself, and there was a live podcast going on, and that was and it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was good because it wasn't. But one thing that was interesting about it was, so it was like, it was performed to a crowd of maybe 20 people, myself included. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, they had their own Foley guy on the sideline. Right. So like. They were doing live sound, sound. effects. Right. Yeah. So like little, and like really old school Foley work, like cracking eggs and stuff like that. It was, that was the most interesting wait, part Wait, wait, wait. When you say Foley work, you mean he was actually making the sound effects with physical objects? Like yes. Like Foley artists? Yes. Do? Oh, so it wasn't just samples. No, no, no. Oh, so, so they'd work. be, yeah. you know, and the door creaks open and he'd like fucking. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was cool. That's pretty intensive. I, yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I don't. I know what Foley means. I'm not a fucking idiot. I well, don't no, think Foley but I thought you is meant the same like, as sound effects. Well, yeah, but Foley becomes sound effects. So sure. I thought you meant that was the Foley. Oh, no. All right. So he was actually like, yeah, standing that over was, there. That's with why a, it was cool. With an assortment of objects. You know, yeah. He, and he had like one of those. I think he even had one of those weird things you see like those like that like run along a track that he like can fuck with. Oh. I like I think maybe those are to cue. I don't know what those are for. But he had, it was an old school sound effects rig, basically. Right. Oh, and that was kind of cool. interesting. And then a bunch of fucking Amdram, a word you taught me, a bunch of fucking Amdram, Amdram performances. <laughs> Wait, what was it my dad said? He had a way of describing yeah. stuff a bit like that. Oh, no. Uh, it, when I when I was a teenager and I started getting into, quote unquote, like experimental music. So I was into yeah. like Ima Sumac and, you know, like some of John Zorn and Mike Patton's stuff. Mm-hmm. And like... Being me, I would try and share it with my dad. My dad's into music, so I'd try and share it with him, and he'd just go, no, no, a bit too ICA for me. What's ICA? In London, I guess it's the Institute of Contemporary Arts. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, it's no, like so it's like saying it's it's like saying that something is CalArts. Right, Or like exactly, saying that yeah. something is uh, like Sarah Lawrence. Yeah, but now yeah. I think that in my head, whenever I see something that's just fucking kind of pretentious and yeah. silly, I go, oh, that's ICA. A little tish. A little ICA, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, I was just in Las Vegas. Yeah, this will make the I think third time you've been to Las Vegas yeah, this year. Fucked up. I gotta, third time I, you've been to Las Vegas since we started this it's podcast. Losing its luster. Oh, bit. finally, it's starting to. Didn't I tell you? I still enjoy it. It's just I've been going too much. I think. I think I'm gonna wait. Maybe probably until like next October to go again. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, give it. Give it some time to cool it's off. Not the kind of place you really want to go to that often. I love it. I still love it. I had a lot of fun, but it was just like. 
you get up there and you're like, yeah, I've, what what can we do? You know, and especially like I didn't have like like the last time I went, I saved and scrimped leading up to it. Right. So like I had quite the budget this time. It was kind of a more casual trip. So like I was like, oh, I want I don't want to spend too much money. So I wasn't gonna fucking go balls out and buy some two hundred dollars show ticket. So you're it's talking like, to your your far more financially stable girlfriend, being like, no, sweetie, we're not gonna do anything yeah. nice. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna go to the all you can eat buffet at yeah. the fucking Heart Attack Grill, dude. She's the one who loves buffets. Yeah, she's Jewish. She I made guess. me oh, fucking you're on. sick with buffets all weekend long. I bet she like she. She asked me at the end of the weekend because it was her birthday, by the way. Oh, really? And so she. Whoops! I did not tell her happy birthday. She got to decide everything that we did for the most part, and um, she kind of like picked out like, "Oh, I have like this coupon. I have that coupon. I I, this is how she plans things." No, yeah, I got discounts for this. So we're gonna do this. My my comment would have been would have made sense in any other relationship (laughs) where the other partner is more financially solvent. But then right. I remembered actually, like the financial solvency or not, Risa acts like a poor person all the time. <laughs> so yeah, fair it's enough. It's not about even being poor. It's just about that, like her idea of a good time is saving money. Yeah, that's how she has fun. God, imagine if that was your hobby. Like that gives her that gives her the boost that splurging gives other people. So even you know, if people you're are like, a- oh, I'm excited to go have a good. I'm gonna go buy a three hundred dollar dinner. She's like. I'm so excited tonight because I'm getting uh, two buffets for thirty dollars. Right, you know what I mean. But aren't you with kind unlimited of just beer li- and wine, by the way. But aren't you kind of just limiting yourself to a sort of shitty existence that way? Like, well, we went to some good ends and we went to some bad ends. We went to, I yeah. think, four buffets. Oh god, I don't know what. I think buffets are just the thing you can get discounted. I'm so surprised it's like, you're standing. Those fucking buffets dude, are nasty. I'm not. Like it's not oh, really? good. I, it I it it I'm still feeling a little ragged from it to be honest. Right. Like um, the um the first one we went to was probably the worst. That was the one at the MGM Grand. Oh, I and, hate that hotel. So yeah, yeah. I um, but we, we found a used condom in that hotel under the yeah. under the pillow. Well, maybe they were waiting for a fairy of some kind to <laughs> exchange it for a baby. Well, no, but it makes you wonder. It's like, you know, I, I've been to hotels where, you know, all right, they haven't cleaned under the bed or yeah. like behind the fucking furniture. But if it's under the pillow, you're like, did, did you not fucking change the sheets? Yeah, that is something, right? And apparently you should have changed the sheets because they've been banging on it. Yeah. This fucking used kind of a fair amount of jizz in there, too. Mm. Had a good time. Anyway, go ahead. But the great irony is her birthday. It's like, all right, it's your it's your birthday. Let's go wherever you want for dinner. And it wasn't a coupon place, but it was another buffet. That's what she wanted? She wanted that. Okay. She wanted to go to Bacchanal. It's like her favorite place on this strip. I'm surprised she's all right with buffets because she's allergic to like half of everything, right? Buffets, Honestly, Bacchanal is fucking good. Like it's, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying it's, I'm not talking about the but quality yeah. of the food. Well, no, way, and, and especially because she's allergic to seafood, and that's the main thing. That's like the main draw of Bacchanal. You feel is like you can get. A shit ton of very high quality crab legs. No, but you would also yeah. feel as if there's a lot of potential for cross contamination and stuff there. Yeah. Or that they just wouldn't mention certain ingredients. I mean, she fucking came to came to our thing and mentioned that she's allergic to dark meat. 
Like dark chicken meat? That's a weird one. That's a fucking insane that one. one no one had ever heard often. of that, including the caterer, who presumably deals with a lot of food allergies in his business. Yeah. Had never heard of that. That is mental, and I'm calling it now. <laughs> it's a lie. It's a fucking it's lie. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a fucking lie. I think you ate, you ate some bad chicken once, and because it happens to be dark meat, you assume that you're allergic to all dark meat. Well. I think you're wrong, and I think you should try again. Well, she did try again. She had a fucking pretty visible reaction. To dark meat? At the place, she ate some of that dark meat. She Her got visible fucking... reaction was standing up and yelling at the. That way, right? She didn't yell, but she made <laughs> I a would love that. Made a bit of hey! a. <laughs> she made a bit of a fucking stink. I don't know if she made stink. a stink, but I'm allowed she... to say that's not my. Uh, we're talking about a, yeah. a dinner show that she was at. Yeah. It's not mine, so I don't. I yeah. don't need to maintain relations, and I can say, <laughs> oh, you're full of shit, and you ruined the evening." Oh my god! All right, well, happy the birthday. caterer. Yeah, happy birthday, sweetie. <laughs> the, the caterer felt really bad. He thought he'd like poisoned someone. You know, he did. I mean, um, no, nah, I'm sorry. Like that menu now, especially, is practically hypoallergenic. You know, there's no way that anyone's getting fucking reactions from it, but except for your girlfriend. Anyway, what I'm saying is the the buffets. You would think that they would be a you know oh, a kind of at, minefield for that Bacchanal. No, not at Bacchanal. They keep it fucking. They keep it. Where is Bacchanal there. again? It's in Caesar's Palace. Caesar's? It's, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It usually has like a like a two hour line and it costs like $70 a person. It's like the, the one that like, whenever you look up best buffet on the strip, it's always number one. Right. And to be fair again, like everything was good. Everything was really good. It's kind of like a buffet of like gourmet foods, which is not that common. And they're all Mm. done well, shockingly, even like sushi, which almost every buffet has some kind of sushi. This fucking shit was good. It was good sushi. Like, I don't know. Good, I was into good it. Good sushi in Vegas, at least a five-hour drive from any ocean. Yeah, Hell yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> good quality. Well, I, I, I'm I, not a big uh, crab legs guy, but I got it so into the spirit. I got so into the river because everyone is just walking around with these massive plates of crab legs because I mm. think they figure, well, this is the best value. Value for money, yeah. Right. Um, so I had a couple of crab legs and... Um, I've never really eaten crab legs before, I don't think. I'm not into crab myself. Oh, this was fucking good. Yeah. This was just like steamed. Woo. All right. Are we going to talk about food the whole time? No, we're not. Okay. Uh, Because I'm getting sick just remembering. Because it's just like so much rich food in a weekend. Yeah. I, um, after we had breakfast on, uh, on Sunday morning, uh, the, the next time that I ate was like this afternoon on, on Monday. Right. Because I, I was just like, I just need to fucking... And that helped me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Because I, I probably ate a week's worth of fucking calories. Mm. Gross, man. And that was uh, that was food talk. Done. Rich sauces. Okay, so... <laughs> so... So moving on. We went up there. We're looking for a, a show to see. And we actually wound up seeing a show that has only been open for, I think, less than a week. Oh, yeah? Less than a week. And you're this. I think this will especially interest you, given your background, huh. um, as a as a gay man. This will okay. Um, no, <laughs> given your background with magic, we went to a séance show. Oh yeah, we went to uh, a very, by the way, misadvertised séance show, if I may say so myself. Misadvertised how? It was billed as a 1930s séance recreation. Mm-hmm. It is not. It's completely contemporary and set in the contemporary world. It's just a seance show. I think I know what they mean. But like, you're not at like a table with a fun cloth or a fucking. 
Oh, they didn't he, even do like the table turning thing? Dude. Well, there was a table. So what it basically was... They do the thing where they put all your hands on it and then you pick up the table. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did okay, that. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's Tapping. like table yeah, spinning. Yeah, that's like one of the... <laughs> Oh, One yeah. of the classic staples. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was all the classic staples. Okay. Um, lights flicking on it in opportune, at opportune moments. In uh, opportune moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> they flick off and then flick um, it back on when someone's, like, dealing with a prop. Yeah. In the and um, and then just your basic, you know, reading. That, that was the show? So it was, was there, like, a story to it? Or was no. It- so this is the thing is it was presented as... An actual seance. Yeah. Oh, dear. Which was in a fun way. I mean, like, afterward, they, they when you ask, like, they maintain character a little bit. But essentially, the premise of this show was it was, um, it's in some hotel on the, like, not on the strip, but on the uh, Fremont Street mm-hmm. area. It's a Binion's Hotel. Oh, yeah. You know Binion's. Uh, yeah, I've been in it. So it's in Binion's where they've recently rebuilt hotel apache which is a hotel that was there in like 1917 and then burnt down but they've rebuilt it or something like that and reopened it using some of the original rooms or something i don't know how much of this background is actually real and how much of it was part of the show was vegas even around in 1917 maybe i'm as, maybe as i'm getting is? my maybe i'm getting my dates wrong i thought it was like the 70s was when it really kicked off i don't know and 70s. Uh, but i'm probably wrong so um Basically, what they do is they they use this really cool premise that seems very real. If it's not real, then it's at least convincing, where they take you up to the fourth floor to a room that is not in the blueprints of the hotel. Um, It's not officially in the blueprints of the hotel. And when they take you back there, it's like, well, this hotel was owned by Benny Binion, who is a gangster. And um, the thing that kind of set this casino apart back in the day before it was owned by a corporation was that it was a casino of ill repute, essentially. It was an they had a, a deal which was no bet denied. Right. So people would come in with gunny sacks full of cash yeah. and lay it down. And he said, and the cash would get counted in this room back here. But also this was the room that people would be fucking brought to if they got caught cheating. Mm-hmm. And they would get fucked. Oh, okay. up. So it's one of those stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he showed there are a lot us of Vegas ghost stories like that. But here's the thing. Um Unless they just redesigned this room, which is totally possible, um, they actually had like a convincing explanation for everything. Like there were these little shelves, and he said this is where children used to count the money because none of the gangsters trusted each other, and so they would they would hire children who had no real concept, like children's age, like six through ten, who had no real concept of the value of money to just sort it by having it look the same. Right. And the cash would get sorted back there. And then he also showed us that there were holes drilled in the ceiling, and that was for you know, of course, for, I'm sorry, in the floor. Yeah. And that was of course for washing blood away and stuff like that. Um, but what I expected was like this ornate sort of old timey gypsy ish seance show. What I got was me and six other people sitting on fucking chairs in a completely unfinished and unpainted back room of a hotel. Yeah. Which was kind of cool in yeah, a way. Sure, sure. It was cause it's much more intimate of a magic show than you're ever going to get in Las Vegas. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a immersive show you would see here in LA. Yeah. Everything is really up close and personal. It was me, Risa, and three other people in the show. Okay. And then just this kind of unfortunately the uh the medium was a it was like a like a fat dude in a fucking blazer with a red button up. Oh, I you see. You know. 
like a magician, basically, a, yeah. a, like a fucking magician, <laughs> right. like a real like when you think of a guy who'd be into seances. Yeah, yeah, this was your man. OK, he I mean, I won't sit here and tell you that parts of it weren't stupid as shit. <laughs> it, you you sitting there in complete darkness, which is cool because it's like it's the type of darkness you only get at ZJU where fire codes are broken. Like there's no exit right. signs or anything. And then a fucking match lights up and he's lighting a candle in front of you. And it's like, ooh, dramatic entrance. And he's like, once upon a midnight dreary. Oh, <laughs> like, oh <no>. God. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's Vegas, you know. Yeah. And it was, how it much was, was cool, it? man. Like, uh, it was a lot. It was like $70. For how long? Uh, an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. You know. But it was uh, it was immersive, and everyone got their question. So at the beginning, tell tell me how you think this trick is done, because I have my way, and you probably have to see it to know. But all right, uh, at the beginning, you all write down your question to. Oh yeah. Before the medium's there, you write down your question, mm-hmm. and then they burn it in front of you. You oh, write yeah, it on yeah, flash yeah, paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how's that done? Well, how do you think it's done? Well, I think that. Because the wooden the wooden box we put it in stayed stationary on the table the entire time. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a false bottom and someone pulled it because no one watched me put oh, it in. Wait, well, okay. So generally, how you do that is, I mean, you didn't say how they burned it with a with a flame. No, no. So wait, do you wow. hand it? You hand the piece of paper to someone, they burn it, and then put it in the box. Okay, so, what, so the let box me for? let me walk you through it. You walk up. There's a table with a cloth. Uh huh. And a wooden box that's stationary with a little slit in the lid. Yeah. And you get a piece of flash paper. Yeah. And, and you, you write down there, your name. Fold it. A and you way. fold it. Not in a certain way. Really? They didn't say fold it in half no. uh, down the middle? Did they show you how to fold it? They may have showed me, so it may have been mm. the power of suggestion. Well, it's not... Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but I mean, ahead. like, I mean, what I mean is, I may have seen the demo person fold it and then be like, I guess I yeah. just am supposed to do that. Right. Okay. So you stick it in there. Right. Yeah. And then before the show starts, before your medium's even gotten there, so then you mill around waiting. Yeah. And then um, before the show starts, the hostess, who's like the assistant, she opens up the box. And what I noticed is the wooden box stayed stationary, but she pulled like a small plastic box out of the wooden box casing, mm-hmm. which seemed important to me. Okay. So she might be burning false, false ones. Oh, that could be interesting as well. well I mean, we didn't, you we still didn't haven't explained them. how they were burned. Oh, Go so ahead. she then puts them in a cast iron pot, doesn't look <laughs> at them. Yeah, like literally like a kitchen Sounds pot. Sounds like a it's, nightmare. It's low rent. Uh, right. And then she, so she actually had me reach in to the flash paper, put it in the pot. Then we walked it outside and she lit it, lit it a flame. It, well, and, I, and of course, because it's flash paper, it completely yeah, it goes up straight away. Yeah. I have no idea why they were doing that in such a convoluted way right if if the aim of it is just to see what was written on the paper far easier ways i'm sure they had that reason um what it sounded like she didn't look at anything i watched no 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 no. it's not about looking at anything it's about well i guess if you're burning it if you're burning it that's one thing but um Mm. generally how uh you know seance shows do it is you have something written on paper you fold it up and they tear it up Mm. right and then burn the pieces or whatever the fuck. Mm. Uh, but basically, there's a way of tearing it where it's called, I, I believe it's called a center tear or a center steel or something like that. No, center steel's card, sorry. Um, and you tear it in a certain way so that you get the middle of it and you keep that bit. You just keep that one bit of paper. Oh, okay. And then you, you know, 
throw the rest away, burn it or whatever. And then you've just got this one bit of paper and you can very easily look at what was written on it. Um, So it looks very convincing. But I mean, that's my... Again, without seeing that one, I so this tell you was exactly not that. And every it. time I see a table with a cloth on it in a magic show, I assume that people can reach under it, or people are going yeah. to reach under it because it was right up against a wall. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe. I mean, I'm, that might be a little bit too complicated. It sounds like they've made it complicated enough. You have to you put it in a box, then you take it out. Just presentation wise, right? Like, why would well, you put? Well, that's it, the thing. Is it's no, all no, no. why would you put it in a box? If then the box is going to be opened, like that's right. that's kind of what doesn't make sense. To that's me. why I think there was it's something up with that box. Probably, but it's also it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously you have to have a way of seeing what's on the paper, mm-hmm. but that seems like a really bad presentation of that effect. Because if you're going to put something in a box that is just a slit and and it's supposed you you assume that that box isn't going to be opened, <laughs> and then if someone opens it immediately or near enough and then starts fucking around with things, that, that completely ruins any. If I I wouldn't think anyone was fooled by that even if they don't know the exact um mechanic behind it you know anyway that's just and the other thing is the pre- speaking right. of the presentation though yeah presentation was entirely casual because this was all framed as pre-show right like even this this assistant lady she's like not in character she's not anything she's talking about the show like it's a show she's like no one's gonna jump out at you blah blah right, blah right, right. and then she's like but anyway before we go up we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna take all of the things you wrote down to the spirits and we're gonna burn them so that they can commu- be communicated yeah, with the spirits bad presentation like it, maybe a, but no it is because what i'm curious anyone, about is the trick well yeah no but as far as the trick goes it's bad presentation i'm not talking about the show itself although you know a magic trick is essentially a story as well mm-hmm. any magic trick is a story you're saying here's what's happening and then there's some kind of resolution to it um right and in the case of that that's something in the story that doesn't make sense it's like a plot hole right so like, why would we put stuff in this box if then the box is going to be open i mean it literally it probably would have been more effective if it had been like a if the box had never been closed in the first place if you hadn't assumed that that box was uh, whatever you put in there was going to stay in there because obviously it's not. Like obviously at some point someone's gonna be able to see what was written. And you kind of take that as a given, but as far as telling the story goes, yeah, you don't want to be having people putting something in a locked box or you know, closed box and then have someone open the box and then take stuff out. Yeah. You know, that it just ruins the uh ruins the the narrative of the narrative. magic trick. The narrative of the magic trick. Oh. Right. But so I'll tell you this as well though. I've never seen a, I've never seen a single good seance show. Never. I, I don't know if this one would have changed your mind. Probably not. I, but <laughs> I like. I really. Here's the thing about the seance shows is that I really like the ideas behind them, and I like the. You know, thematically, I think they're really cool. But um, I've just never seen anyone do it. What well. it's either really cheesy, which is kind of what this one sounds like with your, with your 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 man there. Yeah. Once upon a time. Yeah. They're either like that. Then or... the monologue of it was cool. Like I enjoyed learning sure about the did, casino yeah. history. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure all of that's fine. Assuming I'm talking about as, as a magic show though. I've just never seen yeah. them done very well. The best I've seen has been um, Darren Brown doing segments in his shows, which are right. inspired by seance shows. I haven't seen a good actual seance show. I've been to like, granted, I've only been to like two or three, but they have not been good. Uh, I think you should make one. I mean, it's funny you should say that. I was worried that when you were telling me that this would appeal to me, that I told you about the seance show that I already had planned. You have. 
I have told you about it. Yeah. Okay. So that's why you said that. Why pretend? Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want. I didn't know if you wanted to play it coy in case that was something that no, was coming I've been to so, a theater I've been near talking you. about doing this show since uh, 2015. Okay. You know, I've I've, I've yeah. had a really good idea for it, but it's something that I would want to put a very great. It would need a lot of effort put into right. it, and it would be. Yeah. Well, it's something I'm, that I'm, if I'm you like need an sitting actor on. for it. I'm now experienced. <laughs> I can gain 60 pounds. No, I mean, well, that's part of the part of the trouble I have with it is that it needs a performer who's also very adept at sleight of hand and magic. Right. Um, I'm not. It's very hard to find someone who's good at both. Good, good at both acting performance and like also crowd management, but also uh, (laughs) sleight of hand. You know, you fucking remember. Uh, when I was doing Betwixt, the magic show that w- would play before Betwixt, that fucking yeah. Well, we <laughs> what about that guy? <laughs> no, I mean I, I. All right, so Max is talking about a show he did, and in the theater yeah. right before your show went up, there was someone had booked. At, they called it a one man show. I was furious. He called it a one man show. I can't remember what it was called. Do you remember? Uh, it was called like a, the midnight or something like a night stupid. of mysteries or something like that <laughs> yeah. with uh i know like, his name i don't want to say his name but um yeah richard attenborough so i went and i, I went and saw that oh. and uh, oof. uh yeah like yeah. that was a rough one dude like that was yeah. because I, I think that is the case of someone who didn't quite know if he wanted to be an actor or a magician Ooh, I so he's sort of not he's sort of not really good at either what was it called one step beyond that's it yeah fucking awesome that's it yeah so but to be fair that only had about three magic tricks in it yeah (laughs) Yeah. about three magic tricks in it and the rest of it was him kind of doing this weird one-man show type monologue about his fucking like dad or something like his childhood or whatever the fuck and uh, it was awful but he did did this uh so his final trick was a very simple mentalism effect like one that anyone who's seen any magic will have seen this kind of effect done before. When I saw it, and that and that effect, by the way, is the big finale, and it's built up for about 25, 30 minutes uh, before yeah. the reveal. And when he did the reveal, he fucked it up when I saw him. Yeah. He fucked it up. And, and do you remember his recovery? Well, yeah. So he fucked it up. He revealed the prop, because it was essentially a gimmicked um, a board, a gimmick yeah. blackboard. And when he fucked it up, he revealed exactly how the gimmick works and total disaster. And instead of recovering by like, you know, the way that a magician would recover from that was either, well, first of all, you always have a contingency. Like if something does fuck up, you always have something else that makes the fuck up seem deliberate. Okay. So like that. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty common thing. And that's why generally you don't see magicians fucking up live on TV or whatever. It's like sometimes they may do, but they have a pretty good out if they do. Right. Um, in this guy's case, he had nothing. So he just went, Oh, whoops, covered it, fixed the prop in front of us and then revealed it and expected applause. So it was really, really bad. But then not only that, I think then the show kind of ended after that was his ending. Yeah. So he kind of waited for the applause lights went out and he came out afterwards. And I guess this is just part of his show. It was bad enough. Even (laughs) if the show went flawlessly, (laughs) He came out and he did. He like stood on the chair and like uh, you know lifted his arms out running, like John the, Lennon and the running high fives. Yeah, yeah, was, he, he fucking did that. I think he had like music. I think he had like simply the best or something playing. <laughs> and like, and he's like running down. Grant, this was not even a sold out. There were about fifteen at most in this audience, 
And he's like running around the theater. He's literally doing a running high, you know, one of those running high five things where he's like slapping people's hands. And, you know, that's bad enough if you've got a kind of low, low quality one man show. It's pretty bad to write that in. But especially if you fucked up your finale, you fucked up your finale, the big finish. You completely fucked it up. Just said, oops, that didn't work. And then you still have to do that victory lap. You still have to do that fucking... uh, (laughs) I mean, it was very funny, but... It was was really something else, to be honest with you. Yeah. (laughs) The poor bastard. And and by the way, and speaking of only having three tricks in the show, that was the other thing about this seance show. The tricks, and maybe this is just typical of a seance show, the actual tricks, like the clockable tricks, Mm -hmm. were pretty few and far between. No, it's mostly about storytelling. It was a lot of storytelling, which that was, hey, top notch. Yeah. And the tricks were cheesy, but a lot of them, like, it didn't take a genius to see how they were done. Well, here's the thing about seance shows that don't really work. Maybe the reason that I haven't seen one that I think is really good is because they're based on, what they're based on weren't magic shows. They weren't billed as magic. They were billed as actual seances. So they've taken all these tricks and now turned them into, you know, magic performances, but... I guess in the original, like the, the way they'd used these tricks before, you know, like the, the spirit cabinet and the, the spirit bell and table turning and all of that kind of stuff, they'd present it. First of all, it'd be very few people normally. I mean, actually, no, it sounds like it was pretty few people with you. Yeah. Probably about the same. Uh, yeah, six people or so. And they would be presenting it as we're actually communicating with the fucking dead. Yeah. You know, so it'd be far more impressive and people weren't looking to see how things were done. People yeah. were there thinking... Right. We're going to be in contact with the fucking underworld, right? So I think that had a lo- that was a lot more effective. Whereas if you go like the tricks themselves are pretty honestly, like, if you're looking, they're pretty easy to figure out. Even if not specifically, they're pretty easy to figure out that something obviously is not, you know, it's not supernatural, basically. Well, and it's a lot of stuff that you look at it and you're like, well, okay, so that's just a fancy prop you own. Because almost yeah. every no every single one, because like every trick here was like, here's a gun that's in a case, and then the gun falls off its little holster inside the case oh, at yeah, the opportune yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Here's a candle that lights up yeah, at the opportune time. Yeah. Here's a bell no, that rings. They, they yeah. were a little bit. Well, I mean, a lot of the people who were doing this kind of mediumship in the you know late 1800s and the 30s and 20s yeah. and stuff when it kind of got revived, um, they didn't have that much money to start with. So they didn't yeah. have like props really. Yeah. And they didn't have, so they, the, what I kind of like about the, um, the craft of seance shows is that a lot of the effects can basically be done with everyday objects. Yeah. So stuff like the spirit cabinet, you know, I don't know if you know what that is. Mm-mm. Spirit cabinets where you get put in a, um, usually a, a curtained off kind of area. So it might be like some bars with a curtain, and they get someone to sit in there uh, with their hands tied. It, I think when they did actual seance shows, it would usually be the the medium who'd be put in there with their hands tied and like a bell on the table and uh, you know uh, slates of chalk, you know chalk and uh, little slates to write on. And they'd be put in there. The curtain would be closed. And then you'd hear the bell ringing, and then when they'd open it, you'd see that something had been written on the slates. You know, and that's that's really cool. And it takes. Uh, very little to um to make that work as far as props go um but I, th- I think now they're trying to do a little bit a little bit fancier things i've heard of one that uses a peppers <laughs> peppers ghost and uh, that's fun it's fun but also i don't know if i was gonna do a seance show which you know one day it will happen i'm sure like one yeah. day it will happen i will get this fucking show done but um i would do it far more 
I, again, like I say, I think the most effective thing about seance shows is thinking that you're genuinely making contact with something else. Yeah. You know, something from beyond. That's the most impressive thing about it to me. Whereas, you know, when, when, you, when a Pepper's ghost is fucking turning up, then you know instantly that it's not real, you know? Well, the other thing that bothered me about the show a little bit, although overall, thumbs up, I had fun. But um, one of the things that did bother me about it was... People were getting in contact. Like we got in contact with spirits and all, mm. but they weren't like narratively. It was all over the place because these weren't the spirits of the people who died in the room. <laughs> it was like some lady was talk. Some like lady in the audience was like talking to her grandfather or something. Well, how which also about- felt distasteful. Well, yeah. Wait, hang on. How are they going about this? Like, what? How? So he was like, make contact with spirits. How does that? The main thrust of the show was basically him trying to divine what each of our questions was and then get an answer for it. So it's kind of like a medium show. Yeah, but how were they presenting the answers? Were they using Ouija boards? Were they using a bell ringing? Bell ringing, sure, but that Um, could be anything. And then just he would just say something, some cold reading thing to us. Oh no! Yeah, see, so like a lot of. A lot of that, like, very cold, reedy, like, I think. Um... So the question I asked to the spirits right. was, where's the best deal <laughs> No, on big gulps in Vegas? <laughs> was, what, what do you, did you learn in death that you wish you would have known in life? Oh, you Perfectly can't. vague. Perfectly yeah, vague. totally vague. You actually get, I mean, you give them a, uh. He gave them a pretty, a, a pretty easy show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was ready. Give it to me. Right. They probably had a pre-written answer for that. Oh, guess what they said? <laughs> what? He says, Max, you asked about a situation, <laughs> and I said, in a manner of speaking, a situation. Yeah, what, being dead because he kept asking people like he was like you asked about a person you asked oh, about I blah, blah, blah. and so like with me oh, he was god they probably yeah. have a flow chat for yeah, yeah and like, he goes you asked about a situation yeah. and i said in a manner of speaking he goes you asked about knowledge and i yeah. said yeah and i started out he goes he goes the two main things i'm getting for you are love and forgiveness what and he goes, and sometimes forgiveness means you need to forgive yourself. Oh, my Lord. Now, forgiving yourself doesn't necessarily mean that you've done anything wrong. Because, of course, in cold reading, you can't be too accusatory. You have to be very flattering. Oh, no, never. Yeah. And so he goes, doesn't necessarily mean you've done anything wrong, but it might mean letting go of the negative situation. Right. I hope that helps. And I, I was just like, thank you. That didn't even answer your very vague question. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know why. Aesthetically, it was a fun experience <laughs> to be in the back room of a hotel and hear a ghost no, story. No, but no. like, yeah, a lot of it was, I mean, Risa said she was like, that was a lot of fun. It was cheesy as shit, but it was like a lot of fun in the sense of like, not cheesy and like the self-conscious, aesthetically driven cheesy, but like cheesy and like that. Yeah, these fucking tricks were kind of bad. But that's if they're doing. I could even feel him switch my wrists. Right. You know when you sit in a circle and you guys and you gotta put. I'm sure this is a classic seance Wait, trick. Switch your wrists. So his his uh he has us stand in a circle and hold and link hands with each other. Yeah. But of course he says now because it you know a lot of people are not comfortable with touching hands. What we do now is just place your 
your index and middle finger and your thumb on the wrist of the person to your right. Okay. And now he is on my left when we're sitting here in this circle. So sure enough, the lights all go out in total darkness and we're kind of waving our hands around in Mm -hmm. the dark. And of course, so he can free up his hand to work whatever remote. He puts the wrist, he puts the hand of the person on his left on my, and he switches them pretty deftly. You probably, I probably wouldn't have noticed if I didn't know enough to know that was right. going to happen. Okay, I see. But um it's and that's of course what the movement is for is yeah, to disguise yeah, yeah. that. Um cuz I could believe that he just let go. Right. Um but he was obviously cueing lights and sounds with a remote in his pocket. Right. And so you know, it was a I don't know, it was a cool show. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I guarantee you mine will be better whenever it comes out in 20 I believe that. 2025. I absolutely believe that. <laughs> And, Actually, uh, uh, to, to do the to go back to cold reading, I had an idea. I was thinking about I, it. Won't be in the show that I'm thinking of doing, but I did have an idea for someone doing cold reading and just telling people very unpleasant things about their <laughs> their dead relatives. That's funny, you know. Like she's in the she's in the other place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wait, wait. No, sorry. I thought she was up there, but actually, oh, I think I'm getting, I think, I'm getting a lot of screaming. I think she's downstairs. <laughs> That's I'm getting, what I'm getting a lot of resentment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she hates you for still being alive. <laughs> But obviously, I wouldn't do that with anyone who was genuinely looking for right yeah, that's <laughs> some not, kind of concept. No, nah, you but... gotta be fucking careful with that shit, dude. Like people, have, there, there was a whole really. Oh good yeah, one of the ladies it. was like crying. Yeah, and to be fair, they, they nah. bill it as for entertainment purposes only. But it's like, and <laughs> you're leaving fucking crying. <laughs> people just want to go in, man. They just yeah. Wanna. No, you gotta be fucking careful with that. But people are really. Uh, I think last time I checked, something like over sixty percent of the population still believe in all that stuff. Yeah. So you can't really fuck around with it because even if it's stupid to you that some people really believe in it and yeah you can kind of tell them things that you're not qualified to tell them yeah and uh well and then the other i will say this there was one effect uh that i'm almost hesitant to even mention because i want to steal it for a show oh yeah because it's so easy i'm sure you know what it is have you ever done anything with a pendulum oh making it stop or go oh yeah yeah both it's not, that's yeah. that's literally just no, micro just, movements, it, right? Idiomotor, yeah. Uh, it's the oh, same it's way the such a cool effect, though. yeah. Same way the um, Ouija boards work. It yeah, is it basically a, it, such a great effect. I mean, oh, I'm gonna steal it for you. Then like, oh, do it right now. If you got like a necklace or anything mm-hmm. like with a pendant on it, just hold it in your hand and kind of let it swing a little bit. Yeah, you know, as it does, and then just with your mind, literally, just with your mind, just say, "Don't move your uh, hand. Stop, stop swinging it. You know, stop swinging. Yeah, and it will just stop." Yeah, it's purely he, because of he did uh, more than that, but it, it's a cool effect for yeah. sure. Well, they use it in um, in psychic shows. They use it as uh, you know trying to divine the right thing. So, like if you have like let's say a bunch of uh, pieces of paper with questions on or names on or something like that, and you know what the right one is, mm-hmm. you have it swing over. You know, <laughs> have it swing over all these pieces of paper and then make it stop on the one that's right. right. That's a common way of using it. Yeah, and by the way. I don't mind telling you. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Brilliant. Oh, uh, so he does that. And the guy who ran it, I found out also because we got offered half price off the next show, which was at 830 that night downstairs. Um, well, the same show? No, no, no. So we saw a six o'clock seance. Yeah. And then at 830, the fucking medium, because mediuming is just his moonlighting gig. 
<laughs> his other sh- the, I think the reason he got to do this little intimate little show he was already working for the hotel as a hypnotist oh no so he does a hypnotism show yeah so you know Penn Gillette <laughs> would be furious with this guy he, pro- he definitely eats meat by the look of him yeah and he also poison <laughs> poison and and he loves bulls hit as he used to as Penn used to say on the old bulls fucking hit. radio show right yeah yeah all right man uh, uh, that's, that's I heard we got a feature presentation planned today Future presentation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're done with Vegas for now, I think, right? Oh, I right? think we're more than done, we're done. with Vegas. Yeah, we've, I mean, there have been no less than three episodes on this podcast, yeah. which ha- a big uh, chunk of them has been dedicated to yeah. your fucking outings in Vegas. Oh, one more thing. Oh, no. I saw a Cirque du Soleil knockoff show in a tent outside the stratosphere called Celestia. Okay. It is a bar none the worst show I've ever seen in Las Vegas. Okay. Absolute piece of shit All right, that's a plug for celestia there you go there you go <laughs> the tickets are like 35 dollars, and they're still not worth it it's not worth your time right right yeah. so that's my review for celestia. that's your review for celestia all right so that's vegas told um yeah, yeah so i did go, i'm gonna go urinate real quick before we start the feature presentation okay. okay all right good idea <laughs> okay right. well i'm ready you're just staring at me now <laughs> i'm ready to play this game yeah, so I thought it would be fun. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be a right bunch of laughs. If- well, let me let me preface this also that last week when I when I was too busy to podcast, Sean was telling me it's like I I got something planned, you know. Well, and I said, are you sure gonna, you don't have yeah. any time? Because actually, I've got an idea for something that yeah. we could do, which yeah. is like that's like striking gold for me. Because most times yeah. I come in here, I'm like, yeah. I have nothing to talk about. I have nothing on my mind. I have no ideas. And we got to play fucking Pendulette Fact or Fiction. Yeah, but you know yeah. that that at least gives us a bit gives of direction. You know, yeah. it gives us a little bit of a purpose. So um, I tried to, but actually, I didn't even try it. It kind of came to me because I saw it on some documentary or some show that I was doing. Like, basically, there's this game in the UK. It's known as Mister and Mrs., but apparently in the US, it's known as the Newlywed Game. Right. Right. And the idea of it, I suppose, is to um, determine how well a couple knows each other right mm-hmm. so you ask uh ask a bunch of questions you know what's their favorite this what's mm-hmm. and then you uh you know you have to answer them yeah and if you get them right then you know each other well and you should be married right if you get them wrong then you shouldn't even be friends yeah, I agree with that. This is, this is going to determine. <laughs> this is going to determine whether so, we're actually suitable companions. I guess kind of the thing is though is that there's only two of us. Generally, this is played in teams of two each, and the idea is for us as a team to score points. That's right. Now, how do we play it with just the two of us? Is my question. I think that we'll just pose the questions, each yeah. write down an answer, and then take it in turns to guess what yeah. each other's answers was. Okay. But is there uh, a scorekeeping system? You should keep score. Okay, you should keep score. So for every one of mine that you guess accurately, you get one, and for you get every one, one point of yours, for okay, every one that you get right, you get a point. So in a because sense, it's totally this is, even anyway. In a sense, this is competitive, but in a, with an honor system that we're not going to misrepresent ourselves in order to no. trip the other person up. No, 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 no. Okay. Like for instance, if I were to ask you what your favorite movie is, and you might think. Oh well, he'll know that one's too obvious. Like he'll know that one. We're not yeah. trying to right. We're not trying to trick each other. We're not trying to trick each other. We're trying to genuinely figure out if we know each other that well. Considering right. how much we talk, you would yeah. think that we did. But I think we do. I, you know what though? 
I, I had a look at some of these questions, and there's somewhere <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It, either it could be a thousand things, or it could be. I have no idea. I'm what prepared to say for that. Well, if you're prepared, then let's go. I mean, we should. Let's this is why we in. need Brandon here. He's good at all this like faux game yeah, sh- game show shit. It. Let's do it. No, nah, no, nah, but he'd be like presenting it. Oh yeah, he'd come up with a jingle. Oh yeah, you know all of this stuff. We the should. Pod- get- I would like to have Brandon as a guest on one of these. He has been. Well. <laughs> and, he, and he killed it. He did good. He did good. And imagine how much better he'd do in a controlled environment. In a controlled environment that isn't yeah. just people sitting around in a bar. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we should. Honestly, as podcasters, we're supposed to have like have bits. Well, we're supposed to have oh. guests and we're supposed to have like bits and fucking like, Tinsel you know, little. Yeah. Yeah. Like sticks. little internal memes that develop as the podcast goes on. But really, all we've got is that it's quite likely we might talk about Pendulette at some point. <laughs> That's the main thing. That's pretty much it. That's our, that's our identifiable hook. <laughs> Yeah. Is, uh, like, listen to every episode. You never know when they're gonna, gonna talk about Penn. They're gonna talk about Pendulet, Joe Rogan, or John depth. Ronson. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be one of those. One things. of those three. And Only we've one. already we've already spent it. This yeah. this fucking uh, this yeah. episode we've, we've talked about Pendulet. I think we're short a Joe Rogan reference this week. No, I did, we did a slight John Ronson voice on something. It's usually one or the other, although t- it tends to be that both. Like Joe Rogan's um our our anchor. You know, he, yeah. he if you talk about Pendulette if we talk about Pendulette for long enough, it's only a matter of time before we mention Joe Rogan. Same with John Ronson. Both of them have been guests on his podcast. Both of them say stupid shit sometimes. Joe Rogan is always a guest on his podcast and always says stupid shit. Yeah. So it's only natural that we would start to talk about him. True. It's not that we particularly like him or even uh Joe Rogan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I exactly. wouldn't call myself <laughs> a fan. No. <laughs> In fact, I like, am a Penn fan, and I'm definitely a John Ronson fan. Right, right, right. But yeah, I, I have like a sort of, uh, you know, for me, taking the piss out of John Ronson or Pendulette is kind of like a... Loving. It's almost like a little love letter to them, yeah. you know, because I do... <laughs> you know, the only the only way that you know so much about them is to right. kind of dive into what they do, whereas Joe Rogan, that that's something that you know about by mistake. Yeah. You know, you kind of, like, just by kind of osmosis, Yeah, by looking up these other people, you eventually have to listen to a few Joe Rogan shows. Right. And you go, I'm like, oh I want to hear three hours God. of John Ronson, but I got to sit through monkeys and fucking... Yeah. Anabolic to, to put it this way, I would listen to an hour of just John Ronson talking, and yeah. I have done. I would never listen to an hour of just Joe Rogan talking. I won't even watch. I won't even watch Joe Rogan's stand up. I have actually. Uh, I get. Yeah. No. So I've I have. tried. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. it, it's absolutely horrendous. All right. Look. We're, all right. Yeah. We're, we're getting the, off. All come right. on. We're getting. No. We're warming up. We're warming okay. up. We're, we're yeah. finding. You know. We're rediscovering. We're finding we're, our connections. We're rediscovering <laughs> what makes us who yeah, we are. Who we are. Honey. What makes us tick. All right. Well, and I especially want to say that this is an especially important exercise because we get a lot of snide remarks from your wife, from my girlfriend, about how, oh, oh how we're just super gay. Yeah, yeah, we're all in love with each other. Yeah. Well, guess what? You're about to learn we don't know shit about each other. And you know, it's funny because your wife and my, uh, sorry, my wife and your girlfriend yeah. are actively like, they, they enjoy like actively acting gay together. You know, like they, yeah. they're like, oh, Reese's, oh my God, that's the hottest thing anyone said. Oh, you're getting me. Like, yeah, Max and yeah. I never do that. No. Except for like once. 
what time was that? I don't know. Once I said something and you like visibly got kind of aroused. Oh, I got flustered. You got flustered and, <laughs> you know, disappeared to the bathroom for a while. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but even that was kind of understated. It yeah. was like a, that was like a how to maud moment, you know. Yeah. It wasn't salacious like your fucking so girlfriend yeah, Harold and my wife. Maud yeah. moment, is that what you just said? Yeah, how to mod. You know, a- sweet romance, you know. <laughs> Anyway, like that fucking movie, by the way, I don't like it that much. Either. Yeah. All right, <laughs> so I know what I won't be answering for Max's favorite yeah, movie. Harold Mod's not Harold Mod is not it. All right, so uh, first things first, and we are going to write these down. You can type it on your phone or whatever. Okay. We're going to write them down just so to that we keep have, us honest. Yeah, we ha- yeah to to keep us honest and to have a specific answer before we start guessing that yeah. doesn't change. All right. Because otherwise you could be sitting in your head. I'm wondering if this is going to bite you in the ass on editing later, but we're diving in. We're diving in. Okay. That's what we're doing. Go ahead. All right. So, you know, I was thinking about doing a jingle there, but I'm not going to. We're just going to do the newlywed game together, me and Max. Okay. Me and my friend Max. First question. First question is, what is his favorite color? Okay. So now we need to each write down what we think yours will be and what ours is. Uh, No, you don't need to write what you think mine will be. You write what yours is, and then I have to well, guess it. The only reason we're, like I said, the only reason we're writing them down is to keep us oh, honest. I see you what can you're guess saying. as right. much as you want. I have want. to write my own. Yeah. So we write what our favorite colors are. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Who guesses first? I think you should guess first. All right. So I'm guessing that Max's favorite color is red. Holy shit. Yeah. You got it. Got it? Now, nice. technically, I put red slash Maroon. crimson. Come on, that's red. But red, yes. Crimson is a type red. of red. It's the shirt that I wear the most. That's my red partly shirt. what I thought. And also, yeah. I don't know, there's something about you. Red you're curtains. A red, you're a red fella. I'm a red fella. Okay. And we've never talked about that. We've never no. talked about what our favorite we've colors are. We've never sat talked about it. You know, our sleepovers are yeah. not like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, so you got to guess mine now. What's my favorite color? I think I think we're looking at teal. Teal? Or like a greenish blue? No. Okay. What is Interesting it? choice, though. Yeah. Uh, no, silver. Oh, you know what's fucked up is I was going to say gray. Gray, I would have given you. Ah, that's gray, too bad. Gray, I would have given you just that's about. That's too bad. Yeah, no, sorry. All, All right, right, so well, who's keeping score? Should I do it? I'll keep score. Uh, I'll keep score over here. So Sean won, Max zero. All right. All right. That's the, that's the only one I'm going to lose on, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, this one's tough. Okay. This one's tough. Yeah. What is his favorite movie? I got this one easy. Oh, do you? All right. Oh, I have to write down my own? Yeah. Okay, I got I got that too. I've said that this is my favorite movie oh. many times. Sorry, I'm writing down yours. I should be I writing think. down mine. One but the thing is, I have like three favorite movies. Can I just give you if you get one of the three? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of the same with me, actually. I think there are yeah. three that it would be pretty easy for you to... Say, oh yeah, that's probably his favorite movie. I think I know what you're gonna say, and I think you're gonna be wrong. Okay, but, um, I think. All I, right, if you think that, then you're probably right. All right, okay. So you guess first. That's how we've been going. Yeah. What do you think my favorite movie is? Do the right thing. I'll give it to you because it was either I, I have three. It's gonna be Annie okay. Hall. Yeah. Do the right thing or being John Malkovich. Okay, that's, but that's since you theory. haven't delineated, you haven't. You I haven't... wrote Annie Hall. Okay, Annie Hall is you now. If Annie you want to give yourself a point for that now, but like I said, I'll give you because "Do the Right Thing" is the one that I constantly talk about. That I say is the greatest American, and film. that you say is your favorite movie. I never said it's my favorite movie. I oh, said it's I one of know. the greatest I think we films got podcast ever made. Evidence that you've said it's your favorite. No, I, I okay. objectively. Okay. Well, I, I will take a hit on that one if I'm wrong. 
I I don't think you are wrong. If if we're going with the rules of maybe if you half. get one of the three, maybe I'll get a half point okay, for that. Let's give all you right. let's give you a half point. How about a half? All right. Yeah. Okay. Now you got to get mine. What's mine? I'm gonna go with Ken Russell's The Devils. No, and that's what I knew you'd say. Yeah, and what no, that's is not it? my favorite movie. What is it? My favorite movie that I would say, you know, I, again, favorite things are kind of hard for me because yeah. I have a lot of, diff- and ha- as I change, I would get it be more in your into top three, things. The Devils? No, top ten for sure. Oh my god! Okay. Um. So the what? So the one that I've gone for is the one that I've said is my favorite movie for the longest, the okay. longest time. Oh. If it's going to be that, then I'm going to go with Robin Hood. What? The Douglas Fairbanks. No, what? Because weren't you all into him? What the fuck are you talking about? No. Oh. I don't know if I've even seen that adaptation of Robin Hood. <laughs> I was right. into the cartoon Robin Hood when I was a kid. Yeah, you are. You little perv. So you got that wrong. Uh, no, what the answer it? was Once Upon a Time in America. What the? F- I've never heard you mention that movie. Ask anybody. Who? I'm gonna ask Rachel right now. This is who we should yeah, be yeah, like. Go, hey, go ask Rachel. Go ask Colin. The devils. What's the fucking signed fo- fucking poster on your wall? First of all, it's not signed, and secondly, that was a gift from Colin because it's a kind of rare poster. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's this my favorite the movie. movie. Talk also, about the I've also most. got a fucking poster of The Shining. I've got a poster of Moment by Moment, which is definitely not one of my favorite movies. This is horse shit. I got a poster of Downfall that my sister gave me as a gift. This is absolute horse shit. Once, Once upon, upon a time, time in America, Sergio Leone. Yep, Sergio Leone. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't care I'm if you don't give a fuck off. about that. That's a great <laughs> I movie. I can't believe this. That's been my favorite movie for the longest time. It's I got am, everything. It's I got everything. I rate. I thought this was a gimme. No. Not all at right. all. Well, I'm I'm gonna put you at one and a half points now. And I'm gonna I'm at zero <laughs> points. Just out of fucking spite. Yeah. All right. Um okay, so that was number two. All right, what we got now? Oh, this is now this is where I'm gonna fuck up. Okay. And probably uh, you might get it. Okay. What is his favorite meal? Oh, boy. Okay. I'm going to write what mine is. Oh, boy. Um hmm. I don't I don't know that I would know for you. Really? Okay. Let me think. I have said it before. Um as for you, actually I mean god, it could be any number of things. I think it's the thing that Well, I'm not going to guide you. Okay. Well, for What's you, your instinct? <sighs> now bear in mind, favorite meal. Are you? Th- you're not thinking of meals. The I would. Ha- I'm for thinking instance, of favorite foods. Yeah. So, like for instance, um, a question might be: if you could, if you're on a desert island, you could only eat one thing for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. What would that be? And right. you might think, well, you know, I I would like to eat pizza or whatever but it wouldn't sustain me so therefore i need to no 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 this is just what's your what's the thing you eat the most it's often? just what you eat oh what you eat the most often, or what you what you enjoy like you're like fuck yeah i love okay this. yeah it's tough with you it's tough with you um because i don't think you would go for something completely shitty even though that might be partially true okay i don't think you would go for like fucking cheez-its or whatever you know <laughs> um <laughs> So what I'm going to say for you is some kind of pie. Am I right? What? Like a pot pie. Oh, no. No? Okay. Well, actually, yes. Okay. Right now we're back in action. Right. It's, 
No, you can't guess. You have to just fucking go for it. Well, I kind of did. You can't right. like you can't inch your way there. No, I did. I saw. I said some kind of pot pie. Some kind of pie is not okay, a guess. Well, Give I, me a fucking real answer. Shepherd's pie. No, it's not shepherd's <laughs> pie. All right, I'm out then. Pizza. I fucking said pizza. Ah, yeah, but you said it. In I was gonna totally say. <laughs> you know what? I was doing? I was trying to be sneaky there. Right. I was trying to say, and obviously, you know, something that couldn't sustain you like pizza. Because I was thinking, and I looked at your. And reaction, I think my eyes, my eyebrows. I raised. looked at your reaction, and I didn't get anything because uh, that well, was the first fucking thing I thought. I can't of. be cold red. Fuck. That was the first <laughs> thing I thought of. All right. God for you. All right. For you. Yeah. I get what mine is. I'm gonna go with pizza's a fucking go with meal. A, Are you kidding? A lamb stew. What is it? You were close though. You're on the right track. What is it? It was a Sunday roast. Uh yeah, okay, pretty good. Sunday roast, pretty lunch. close. Yeah, so I'm not mad at myself for that. That's but... beef, roast potatoes. All right, uh, it could be lamb, but okay, usually beef. Roast so far, potatoes, the score vegetables. remains Sean one point five, Max zero. Um, yeah, let's. We're on our fourth question now. What's our fourth question? Fourth question is what is his favorite animal? Oh. That's a tough one. I know this one. That's a tough one, even for me. I'm not even sure if I know. What your favorite animal is? I know the one that I've said was my favorite animal since I cared about having a favorite animal. Yeah, and I've forgotten what that is. Um, but I don't think I've ever talked about it. You have said stuff before. When... I talk about animals a lot. Yeah, that's the thing. It's kind of hard to get a good read on what... <laughs> Me and Joe Rogan. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to write down what mine is. Okay. Um... Yeah, all right. Where I don't we... think you'll get this. But this is just this is just my gut instinct. This is my go-to when someone says, "Max, what's your favorite animal?" I say, "What do I say, Sean?" <sighs> like instantly, I'm thinking it's like a manatee or something fucked up like that, or like mm. a duckbill platypus. But it's you have to lock in a guess. Yeah, I gotta lock. In. Uh, I know that you wouldn't go I know for your anything fucking tricks. No, but I know that you wouldn't go any for anything like uh, you know, like domestic. You sure. have something that's like a Walsley fucking animal. <laughs> and I'm going to say... It's not the Atlas Moth, although it should be. No, I wasn't mascot. even thinking yeah. about Um I'm going to take a real wild guess here and say a seal. You know, this is actually a great... This is a great guess because when I was a kid, I used to want to be a marine biologist, and I especially was interested in the pinnipeds. Pinnipeds, so yes, seals, that was actually seals, and, specifically. seals yeah. and sea lions, but that is not, in fact, my friend, it is the duck-billed platypus. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Come on. Ornithorhynchus anatinus, my friend. Are you fucking serious I again? I swear to you. That time I, I wasn't down. That time I wasn't even trying to. Yeah. I wasn't even trying to finagle you. Got, you, you always ignore your first instinct about me, but that's always the one that's right. You're like, yeah, you couldn't you're get like, like a surely, more fucking Wolseley animal than the double platypus. <laughs> Didn't people think it was a hoax when they first found it? Yeah, they did. They first because it's like got the tail of a beaver and like the yeah. duck of a, the the mm-hmm. bill of a duck, and it's a fucking mess. They the can't fun even think about that bill. They actually have a sense in there called electroreception. They have six senses, and right. they can kind of echolocate with electricity underwater which a lot of aquatic animals can do but, but uh, they uh, as last i heard i saw a bunch of them when i was in australia in like zoos and stuff yes. like that and they they're uh, cool uh, no the, the fucking guy the australian dude like showing us around and stuff he was saying like yeah they're, they're basically rubbish like they <laughs> <laughs> because apparently they can't inv- they can't even survive they, suck. they can't survive in their own environment like they're, they're they can't survive underwater and they can't survive on land 
They have you're to only, do a little bit of both. You're only endearing them more <laughs> to me. And the only defense they have is like yeah. a spike on their foot. Yeah. They have like a, a venomous spike only on the, their and, foot. And only the men, I think. Only the males. That might be true. Maybe uh, the females. But the, the thing that stuck with me about that venomous spike on their foot, because you go, oh, fuck, maybe they're like badass. No, it turns out like it has just enough poison to maybe kill a small mammal. But it will. Like, it'll hurt you. It'll make you go blind. If you've ever seen uh, one but of those. But think about, think about the duckbill platypus's predators. Yeah. Does it have any? Does it offer any protection against those? I don't. We're know talking how about many crocodiles. They have. Well, yeah, we're talking about crocodiles and like all Do the they other live in Australia. Of- I don't even know. I thought they were North American. Yeah. Crocodile Dundee, really? Yeah. Alligators are North American. Crocodiles, they're in Australia. Oh, it's like one of the most stereotypical things about Australia. It's like, ah, if I could crocodile, yeah. wait, Steve so Owen. Wait, so like, who are wait? So who are the platypus's predators? Crocodiles. So they okay. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, I mean, they're in the water in Australia and, like, Tasmania and places. Yeah, they're fucking... Oh. Think about all the fucked up shit that's in those waters. Yeah. God, it's Joe Rogan again. Yeah. All right. <laughs> For you? Yeah. I mean, I got to go with the most obvious answer, my friend. Pretty What's much the that? only animal I've heard you talk about. And that is going to be the domestic house cat. You're fucking right. <laughs> You're fucking right. I'm sure there would be, like, the most a cooler... elegant. To... And, by the way, a very British animal, if I do say so myself. Cats? Yeah, they're pretty British. There's something very British about cats. I think it's because they have uh, kind of, like, tiny brains, but they're prideful and regal. There's uh, something very funny about it. There's an inherent irony to the cat that is very, yeah. I think, appealing to the British sensibility. It definitely appeals to me. And they're, they're personality-wise, too, they're, they're pretty... They're funny know, animals. They're, like, yeah. aloof and a little bit... You're kind of goofy. Yeah. yeah. They're stupid and and prideful at the same time. Well, I mean, it's actually funny that you would compare them to... Well, to say that they're an English or a British animal because they... Well, they are. The, well, the way that I see cats is like they're... They're more so than dogs. They're more, I think, in touch with their ancestors than other domestic animals. Like, a cat still... Th- kind of feels and like acts like it's a, a panther or a lion yeah. or something like that, but they're trapped in this kind of stupid little body right. and they can't really do anything about it. And that's very funny. And that's kind of also the same way I feel about the UK or like mm-hmm. England. It's like an empire. You know, it yeah. used to be an empire that owned the entire world, essentially. Yeah. And now it's reduced to like this kind of stupid right. little country. Um, so, the, yeah. Well, there's, there are actually there's, a lot of similarities there's, between the two. There's an inherent humor to the cat. And... um and I, but this is not my observation, by the way, that cats are very British animal. Like, I, oh, I mean, really? Well, I mean, T. S. Eliot, who I guess was not technically British, but he he lived in England. He, he uh, liked, well, he liked cats. He wrote a whole <laughs> book about cats. Old yeah, possum's I mean, book of practical yeah, the cats. The whole world likes cats. I mean, they started. Well, in, no, like, but he what, wrote Egypt or somewhere. I mean, yeah. like, so you know, the musical Cats is based on T. S. Eliot's poems. I did all know the that. oh, so all the lyrics in Cats are T. S. Eliot poems. Oh my god. That's he, a- that musical really doesn't have anything original going for it, does it? It's, okay, well, that's, okay. A, that's, a, that's a different story. But <laughs> <laughs> The most you could say is, like, oh, well, some of the songs are good. Oh, no, even those are stolen, mostly. Well, the lyrics are all written by... They're all taken from a T.S. Eliot book, which had many illustrators, but Edward Gorey was one of them, by the way. Oh, yeah? Um, and it was called Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. Right. And it and it has this, like, these whimsical silly cats with like names that have like that are sometimes like fucking deuteronomy and like these very elevated names and then sometimes it's names like jelly lorem and right you know um mr mistopheles and so uh i think t.s Eliot was very in touch with the kind of the the irony of the cat yeah i mean they're they're the inherent in, irony i think they're the yeah that's what i was about to say they're an inherently kind of funny animal yeah 
because they're like I said, like they really do think they're a lot better than yeah. they are, like a lot more powerful than they are, a mm-hmm. lot more. Yeah, I don't know. I I find them very enduring and very like relatable. I think you know if there is any comparison to be made between me and a cat. Uh, me and any animal, sorry, it would probably be a cat. Yeah. I feel like I'm kind of similar to them, and I just I get on with them really well. Yeah. Even when I don't, you know. All right. So All right. I got that one. Yeah, you got that one. Good for you. Okay. Um, And, you know, the other fucked up thing was, I was thinking about saying double platypus too, but okay. just because I think it's really funny, but... um, it's a funny animal. Yeah, didn't want to try and throw you. All right. Uh well here we go we're gonna ignore this next question because it's does he prefer cats or dogs I think wow. we both know yeah. what we would answer to that we know we both like cats we're cat yeah. men we're cat fellas cat men yeah we actually just got uh, lambasted by my wife for that <laughs> what did she say you guys are so gay with she your said, cats like, oh you're such like nerds oh with your nerds cats. there you go simply because we know how to take care of them like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically what it came down to right we were, we're being like, pretty nerdy like we were talking about putting our t-shirts in the cat carrier along yeah. with them and no, but stuff that's like common, that. like i thought that was pretty no, common knowledge. i know but i think she was just mocking our our obvious reverence for the cat <laughs> uh, i mean i mean this is a woman who literally just stares at the baby just stares at it when it's not doing anything when it's not like it's asleep she's just like hmm. <laughs> so yeah who's the real nerd here yeah <laughs> i'm gonna do my podcast with my friend yeah all right <laughs> we'll show you <laughs> yeah we'll show you uh oh this one's this one's a shiter yeah what is his favorite achievement oh i i got that I don't know what the fuck I'd say for you. It's I mean, got to be okay. I mean, if I'll it's write, if it's not own. this, your head's on wrong. Uh, I don't know. All right. I feel like Matt has an unfair advantage because he can see how long or short the thing I write is. <laughs> I'm gonna. Start oh, for- I have to write my own. I wrote yours. Yeah, down. yeah. You should write your own, just in case there's any contention. You know. Yeah. I think this should be easy. For you. Yeah. I've, I've I got mean, one thing in my life I'm proud of. I was going to say... Uh, and, it ain't, and it ain't the degree. So if it's that, if you wrote down that I got a master's, it's you're wrong. I, well, no, I'm writing my own. I'm oh, okay, yours. right. Um, no, uh, I would say that the achievement for you... I mean, again, it's like it could be... It could go either way. It could be something actually worth being proud of, or it could be like the night that you ate five bags of cheeses <laughs> <laughs> on a dare. Um... No, I'm gonna say, I would, I would hope it was your show. I would it hope is. it was between. Uh, it is. It's Wolseley in general, but yeah, Wolseley. In ge- that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, good. Because I wasn't. Good. I mean, that kind of got tarnished by a bunch of shit sure, that came sure. after. So I wasn't sure if you were gonna say that was your proudest achievement, but it should no, be. It still is. It's far more impressive than a master's degree. Thank you. There you go. I agree. All and right, then okay. for you, I put Santu. Well. Okay. Uh, well, let me let me keep guessing. Santa is absolutely not. I'm not proud of almost any of it. <laughs> you're so you're so wrong for that. You gotta no. You gotta remember though. I'm not. When you like, die, Santa's gonna flash before your eyes. That might well, that it, may well be it, true, and it'll well, be just on. as miserable wanna, as the I rest. Of <laughs> I don't want to get you in trouble, but is it is it marrying Rachel? No. Okay, <laughs> so um, no, that's not something. To I be, went, I went the opposite direction. Then um, no, that's not something to be prideful of. I don't. Right, think. the okay. pride is not the word that I would use right. to describe that. Same with my daughter. It's like it's not. I'm not proud of having done right, it. Right, right. You can find <laughs> it's, a, it's shameful almost. <laughs> I mean, we're procreating a little bit. Yeah, like, it's almost like I'm s- sorry uh, for doing that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, there'll be another parking okay. space gone um, in thirty years. Can I guess then that it would be? It uh, probably isn't something you're gonna guess. That's a weird, that's a shame. Is it going to? Uh, um, 
going to film school? No. UC- <laughs> I'm certainly not proud UCLA of that. Extension. <laughs> no, I'm not proud of that in the slightest. Uh, God, I, I, I mean, you're, know. you're wrong. You've got it wrong, right? You're, yeah, I'm, I'm wrong. You're, you're I'm out wrong. of guesses here, yeah. right? Yeah. By the way, I got to mark down. You you got a point for Wolseley. That's yes, absolutely. I um, I'm glad that you said that. Actually, I'm sorry I I couldn't give you the same treatment back. But no, what is it? What's yours? Uh, it's. Uh, it's going to sound silly now after all the other things that you mentioned that maybe I should be more proud of, but um, it's uh, moving a whole pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's moving to America. Like I know that Did sounds silly to you. Have much control over that? Yes, I couldn't then, move here. Yeah, then you should be proud. Of I couldn't that. move here on my parents' visas. Mm-hmm. You know, I was too old. I was over twenty-one, just, and I couldn't. Yeah, I literally. It's something that I'd wanted to do since I was 12 or 13. Yeah. And uh, like I'm not saying that I did it all by myself. I definitely had help. But um, doing that and like sticking to it and sticking here as long as I have, I mean, still to this day, I, I'm still, it, there's still a shadow hanging over me of whether I'm going to be able to stay here or not. Um, the fucking, especially since Trump got in, it's a whole nightmare. But um yeah, that's my that's my biggest achievement. Well, no, you should be proud of that. And that actually was one of my instincts, but I just didn't know if based on how young you were when it happened, I didn't know if you actually had a choice or not. I did. I kind of thought it was no, like I, absolutely I kind of thought choice. it was like your family was like we're going and you're going with us. No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. I was 21, I was already living. I oh, was I working. Thought you were like 18. No, no, if I uh, was, that would be a lot easier. I would have I would have been able to come on my on my parents visa. No, I I was 21. I was I was already I left university. I was working in London and uh, kind of had started to set up my life there and then um you know, it wasn't a hard choice to make. You know, as soon as I knew the option was there, I I was like pushing for it because I really wanted it. But um yeah, I guess everything else um, that I might be proud of has sort of fallen under that. Yeah. So overall, that's the thing I'm most proud of. If, if I was still living in England, first of all, I might not be living anymore. I, I mm-hmm. fucking hated it there. Mm-hmm. And um, secondly, I wouldn't have been able to, like, so many of the things I've been able to do out here yeah. uh, just no, wouldn't have been possible. Be, you should be proud of that. You should Thank be proud you, of Max. that. And Thank you. I really am. And, well, no, because, it, <laughs> well, to me, I guess I could also would probably say, I mean, I, I just never thought of it as something that I'm proud of more as, like, it's the best decision I ever made, which is moving to L.A. Right. Like, moving from the small town I grew up in yeah. to L.A. Like, that was the thing I, that I think the reason, drastically improved my life. Yeah, and I think there's yeah. one thing to say, like, what's the best decision in your life and what's the thing you're most proud of. The reason I feel pride in this is because it's something that I push for... It's like something I never let go of. You know, I Mm -hmm. pushed for it so long since I was 13 in various different ways. I tried, like, I was looking for jobs in America Mm -hmm. when I was 16. And I was trying to, it's basically impossible. Like, if you're you're not from here, you can't just, like, get a job and fly over there and do it. Um, So there were so many different ways I tried. And granted, like, a lot of it was luck. It wasn't, like, all my own achievement to move here. And a lot of it was luck. And I was, yeah, I had a lot of help, luckily. But, um... Yeah, so it was sticking with it and dealing with, for the, as I have for the past seven years, you know, all the f- stupid visa shit, all the fucking hoops that you have to jump through just to, like, maintain your life here. But also, like, building a life out here. I built a fucking life out here, which I'm very happy with, and I'm far right. happier with it than I would be if I'd stayed in England. So right. I guess that's my proudest achievement is getting through all of that. And I'm still working my way through it, but yeah. There you go. That's a, that's like a touching that was fucking nice. moment. That was nice. That's a touching moment on the podcast, and I hope that the fucking immigration officials are listening to this and hear yeah. how much you this, hear that shit. This little boy who could, you know, hey, he's <laughs> proud to be an American. I'm proud to be a fucking American, man. I would be if you'd let me. 
<laughs> Would be if you let me. I'm like, I'll forgive all of your shit. He'll go full. <laughs> he'll go full jingoistic. You need yeah, someone dude. like him on your side. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's all right. move on from that then. Let's go to. Oh wow. Okay. You might. Uh, uh-oh. I think I I think we might both know each other's answers for this one. Okay. What's his number one fear? Oh. Yeah, I'm going to write down mine. To be honest, I think mine's oh, yeah. a little tricky. It, it depends. I don't know if we're talking like phobia we talking or fears fear? or like, yeah. I don't I don't know if I want to go into, you know, like the cosmic deep. kind of existential yeah. fear. Yeah. But maybe just like, you know, Let's go What's, phobias. What are you most scared of? Yeah, Let's go phobias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Let's that makes it that. easier for me. All right. All right. I think this. I think we'll both get this one. Okay. So with you, uh, well, you guess mine first. Uh, the ocean. Absolutely. Yeah. Ocean. Oh, the the deep unknown. The the ocean in the in general. Okay. Thalassophobia. Thalassophobia. Now cool. for you it's gonna be between two that I know, but I think yeah. the stronger you one has is to pick the, the stronger one. Crucifixes. No. What? The, animatronics? No. Oh, you got them both wrong. Well, what the fuck am I missing? Uh it's actually the, the correct answer is vomit and or illness. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's the main one. That's the one that uh, was... Emetophobia. That emetophobia, yeah. That's the one that has ruined... Not for nothing, <laughs> but, but my life. you fucking have too many phobias to keep... I got one. I've only <laughs> Everyone got, knows the I've one only, I have. I've only got about three or four, but they're pretty... <laughs> like, the vomit one is very strong. That's oh, very, I can't that, believe... I think I should get a point. I, I think you have three I don't equal. think you should, no. Uh, you named two that were wrong. How do you get a point for that? Those are both... Ones that you've talked about, and you've talked about your metaphobia as well. The thing with crucifix is, is like, yeah, it really. The reason I say that this is my worst one is because it impacts my life the most. Yeah, that's true, and it really does because it's not just like you really don't like being sick. Well, it's not just avoiding vomit; it's avoiding things that can cause you to vomit. It's yeah. avoiding situations in which there might be vomiting going yeah. on. It's avoiding like yeah, movies. You know, it really affects yeah. my life. Crucifix is just to a lesser extent. Yeah. You know, just to a lesser extent. So, Animatronics, I'm very rarely forced to go on theme park sure, rides. Sure. So it doesn't really matter. How did you become so sick? Or what's the line? What? From Santu? How oh. did you get to be so How sick? How did you learn to be so How sick? How did you learn to be so sick? Well, that's sick? what the line was supposed to be, but the actor <laughs> decided yeah. well, that it didn't make sense. Else. So he said, How did you get so sick? And I'm like, No, it's. Yeah, the, the, I, I was the trying wording to find of the it. phrasing to make it sound like it's an accomplishment. How yeah. did you learn, did to, you be learn so to be so sick? sick? Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a great line. I love that monologue you wrote, way, but not to butter your balls too yeah, much. But go on. Which the one? one, the one way back on the the inaugural and final Santu podcast about mm. the girl trying to get herself sick and experimenting with progressive worse sicknesses and like oh, yeah, yeah. licking countertops to and dog anuses and stuff mm. to get herself yeah, yeah. sick. As in, as I thought a, that was fun. Oh, it was great. Yeah. I love that. Okay, cool. Anyway. Well, congrats. <laughs> Congratulations. Congrats to me. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Uh, well, Sean's got 3.5. I've got one. This is not got, how I I've only got 3.5 out of uh, six? Yeah, really? you didn't get Annie Hall. You didn't get the platypus. I got half for any hole. Didn't get the platypus. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I fucking did. By the way, can I, can, can it just be said? I got both of those. I said both of those before he gave yeah, me the it answer. It doesn't count, bitch. I know it doesn't count for points, but it was in there. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, God. What is his favorite shop? Like a store? Like a store. Oh, 
God. I, I even I'm str- going to struggle with this one. Uh, I think it's unfair to you, actually, because mine is British. Okay. So it's not, uh, very, it's not a very fair question. I don't know. I, I don't know what mine is. I'll just write something down that I go to a lot. Uh, I thought I had yours pegged. Well. But no, no, no. Have you written it? Yeah, I, yeah, I wrote okay. it. Keep it there. Okay. Don't change it now that you think it's too easy. I think that I know what you're going to say, but I just <laughs> wouldn't think of that as a shop. I assume you're going to say 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you don't consider that a store? No, it's it a, a fucking... Store. I mean, it's a convenience store, I guess. All right, so we're going for things that aren't like pure groceries and essentials. Yeah, essentials in right. 7-Eleven, yeah. <laughs> well, for you is. Right? I mean, I... So, yeah. I I just put the store that I go to the most often, probably next to 7-Eleven. Okay. All right, so I'm going to write mine. Okay. I feel kind of bad because I don't think you you'll be able to get it. There's no way I will. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. What do you think? What do you think mine is? Okay. For yours, I'm gonna say now. Will I get at least half a point if I don't remember the name correctly? Uh, sure. But there's it, you're already on the wrong track if you think you're not gonna remember the name. Oh, really? Go ahead. What are you gonna say? I thought it was that weird mystical shop in in Burbank. Oh, you're thinking too much of an actual shop, like an actual. Oh, well, so, okay, Seven Eleven is not enough of a shop. Well, but I guess <laughs> this is too much. Yeah, I think that is what's going on here. I love okay. that place. Bearded oh well, lady. in that case, then Barnes and Noble, uh, Target. I put Target. Target. Okay. I'm at Target like every other day. All right, that's fair. I like Home Depot a lot too. Okay, all right. I just go there and I see what I can buy. Hasp lock. I've been getting into hasps. hasps. I've been buying box and just putting hasps and padlocks on them. Okay. Um, right. You won't guess, man. It's not even worth really trying. Burberry. Me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's it's a really unfair one. What is it? What's it called? It's a Davenport's okay. magic shop. Oh, uh, yeah. In London. On. It's in King's Cross. Oh, sorry, Charing Cross uh, Underground Station. It's like you have to like oh, go into. Oh like, yeah, of course. You have to go into like the labyrinths of the fucking underground station to find it, and then you go. You in You know there. what I should have put? The magic shop at Disneyland. That's your favorite. I love it there. There was a decent. I don't know if it's still there. There was a decent magic shop at New York, New York, in uh, Vegas. Yeah, I've been in there. Yeah, just walked by it this weekend. Okay. Anyway, that was mine. Okay. So you didn't get that. That was a bust. That was a bust. That was a shider. All right. What else we got now? Favorite place in the world. Oof. Oh, boy. I mean, I I know what mine is. Well, okay. Now, is this a favorite place that you've been? Do you have to have gone there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. I know what mine is. Hands down, baby. I'm trying to figure out what mine is, actually. Um... Now, when you say place, are you, are you thinking of a, like a town or a city? I'm or thinking a of like a city. Or? Okay, a city. That's fair. So we can both do the same yeah, kind of thing. Like a city. <sighs> People are gonna have so much fun listening to us deliberate. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Uh, live air. Uh, fuck yeah! I mean, I'm I'm stuck on this one. It's kind of hard. Mine was instant. I think honestly, yeah. I think I'm gonna have to. Okay, so for you, mm-hmm. it'd be cute if we had the same answer. I think we might. Los Angeles. Los Angeles, indeed. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Both got it. Best city in the world. Oh, no, wait. You didn't fucking guess mine. Hang on. 
No, no, no. No, no I no, knew no. what yours was going to be. No, but you didn't. I, I, I did. I ruined it because I gave you what mine was. Well, sorry. I knew what uh, it was going to be. I, look, honor system, that's what I was going to Honor guess. system for real? After your whole fucking spiel about <laughs> it's your proudest <laughs> moment to move here, yeah. I had a good inkling. No, move to America. You know, and here's the weird thing. Yeah, is you wouldn't have been so happy if you moved to Missoula, Montana, okay? I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, have you been to England? No, uh, I mean, here's the weird thing. It's like There's a lot of things I really hate about Los Angeles, too. That, like, I really, okay. I have a lot... That. I have a lot of hate in my heart for Los Angeles. So flawless. City. It was hard. To, yeah, like the the way that I answered it was it was like, where is your favorite place to live? Like to be. Oh, it's my favorite place to live. My favorite place to visit. My favorite place to be. It's all of it. Yeah, I don't know because there are other places like you know Granada, Spain. Is very very high on my list. I'm also like, much less traveled than you. you yeah. So here's the thing: I had a few places to choose from, but it's like as far as like places that I would want to be every day, all the time. It's like it kind of has to be here. So yeah. I, I kind of felt like my hand was forced mentally to to say here. There are a lot of things I have problems with with LA. All right, let's do two more. Okay. That'll be ten, an even ten, and then we'll go to dinner. Oh, you're hungry, huh? I'm feeling hungry, hungry again. Getting a little peckish. All right, fair enough. Feel like um, I want a shepherd's pie or some, dude. That shepherd's some pie, Irish nachos. Shepherd's pie at Brandon's is so big. Like, I I can eat a lot. I can mm-hmm. do pretty well with eating. Uh, I cannot finish that shepherd's pie. Party portions. I have never finished that shepherd's pie. It's huge. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Favorite place in the world. Oh, this one's this one's rough. Mm. What three items will we take to a desert island? Next one. <laughs> you know, he just refusing. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage question. All right. Well, we can go to one of the, the, these are separated into categories. Okay. We have funny ones. We have insider ones. We have firsts. And we also have naughty ones. Oh, let's do a couple naughty. Let's get blue. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's do this one. Who orgasms quickest? <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. This is too blue. It got too oh, blue Max too is fast. Freaking out again. <laughs> I'm thinks, melting down. He thinks this is going to affect his future career as, like a, <laughs> as a pastor. Yeah, as a youth pastor, <laughs> <laughs> like a televangelist or whatever the fuck. Um, who orgasms quickest? I mean, we don't need to write anything down. I, I could probably. I mean, his thing. We have no way of really knowing, but oh, I could I, almost one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Do a game of soggy biscuit. Yeah. yeah. Uh I could almost guarantee that you orgasm quicker than I do. And that's not to that, no no, that's not to say uh you're like a preemie fucking cunt. Um, right. I, I just take an inordinately long time. Mm. I have to decide to mm. I have to like make a concerted effort in order Can to Can you deny yourself as well? Yeah. It's pretty hot. Well, it's not even so much denying, it's that you know, it's like one without the other. I have to Go okay. Now I'm gonna do it. I have okay. to do that in right. my head, or else I don't. Hmm. So in theory, I could. If that's if that's true, then yes, I would say I, I can't would. remember any times where I've been like, oh my god, I can't stop it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what I say every time. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> oh my god, I can't stop it. <laughs> it's not gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that's that question okay. <laughs> answered. Well, you wanted to do the fucking um... yeah. Give me the give me the naughty ones. Okay, well we got one. Okay, yeah. Ass or boob guy? <laughs> oh god, this is you crap. asked for naughty all questions, right, right. and now you're like, oh, don't mention asses or boobies. <laughs> you're like a fucking mugtail. I'm looking at you. Like, fucking... <laughs> oh, don't mention. All right, let's wrap this up. Let's go to Brennan's.
Let's go to Brendan's. Yeah.